All right, we're back for another show this week, and Mr. Brown's got an exciting announcement. He might be doing something this weekend that you're probably going to hear about. We got Turbo Tommy back in studios. We do our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, and believe it or not, we actually go and talk somewhat positive yet again about the NBA. That and more, this is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Turbo Biggie. It's a combination of epic proportions. So Turbo Tommy is now sitting a little closer to the microphone, but not quite with us because uh, he's actually held his own when it came to the NFL picks. Is that fair to say? I'd say he's done quite well. I'm just glad he started late so I can continue to kick your all's asses and Right now, he's kind of the paper champ because it's only two weeks. You know, we have uh, plenty of stuff to get to eventually when we get to the NFL picks because uh, I was talking to Biggie last night that we have a uh, a guy that we kind of keep an eye on. I've become friends with or friendly with, I guess, and uh, we'll, we'll get into more of that. But it has a lot to do with just how good Mr. Brown's picks have been this year. So that being said, we, we do have a couple things that have happened since last week. So we're, we're on an off night tonight. We got no baseball. The World Series has started. We're, we're tied at one game apiece. It's, it's leaving Houston, coming back to Atlanta. We have a potential epic Thursday night game going on, but but what's happened with the Packers, Biggie? COVID has hit the wide receiver meeting room. Uh, it is not good if you're a Packers fan. And the Cardinals, you know, it looks like that undefeated streak is going to go even longer now. Even without J.J. Watt, who's out with four different injuries. It really sucks, too, because this is definitely the best matchup we've seen on Thursday. I mean, you're looking Since at... Since week one. Yeah, you're looking at potentially the Cardinals' first loss, you would think, with the full uh, Packers team here. But so, this, does, does the Cardinals really need this edge, I guess? Here's how bad it is. Two guys I know out in Arizona, one of them sent me a message because his buddy... Decided to make a bet with him on tonight's game that Randall Cobb would have at least 20 fantasy points <laughs> for the simple fact that there's no Devontae Adams, no Valdez Scantling, no Lazard. He's like their only option. That's probably a great fantasy pickup right now, though. I feel like this is a major letdown because it should have been not only the Thursday night game of the year, but maybe the primetime game of the year because Packers have been absolutely rolling since week one. Here, short week. You might have a couple of injuries, COVID hits. They said that Adams is vaccinated, so if it were a Sunday game, he'd have a chance for two non or two negative tests and get the chance to play. But short week, not going to happen. And they're not, they're not getting into moving games like they did last year. No, Wednesday afternoon football didn't hit like they thought it would. Mm. Uh, Damn it. I just looked for Randall Cobb in our league. He's gone. No, he's on waivers after tonight's game. You can't, it's a waste. <laughs> That's uh, Harp Attack doing that crap where all he does is pick people up to drop them so you can't get them. Yeah, he does that. Every week he makes like five moves, and he only picks a guy up for a day so that when he drops him, they're unavailable for Thursday, and he'll drop them on Friday night so you can't pick them up till Monday. strategy. The booty hole troll seriously does some trolling. He is a troll. All right, so we'll, we'll definitely dive into a little bit more NFL, obviously. We got our – what week are we in? 
Week eight? Week eight. I'll you, I, almost halfway through the season. Now I don't know what actually halfway is anymore because we got that stupid 17th week. I can't. I can't there is that. no halfway anymore. There's not. But we do have our lead pipe stone cold locks coming up later. And, uh, you know, there's, those are always fun. But I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was upset because I thought I was back to 500 and it was a clerical error, counting error. You gotta keep an eye on you we'll trying to shave points jag. like your neon deuce here. I know, but uh, I wanted to to shift gears here real quick, man. This is uh, kind of exciting news. So, Mister Brown, you uh, held something kind of close to the the vest there, and then uh, after you know our show Thursday over the weekend, you kind of released some exciting news. So, what was that? Yeah, I didn't want to make the announcement because it's superstition, right? That's all baseball is about. Exactly. I knew at the time we did the show last week that I'd already purchased World Series tickets. But I didn't want to <clears throat> jinx the Braves. So I will be at game four uh, in Atlanta, second row in left field against the uh, Houston Astros. And I'll apparently be joined by Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, is he sitting next to you? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I reserved a seat for him. <laughs> How excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10 to go? Not just – this is your first playoff game you've been to, right? No, we went to playoffs. Oh, that's right. That's right. You just So this is the first year you've gone to a playoff game. Now this is the first World Series game because the Braves haven't been in the series since 99, right? When we were 17. All right. So here you are, man. You got to be excited. Scale 1 to 10, where are you at? Uh, right now I'm kind of a 7 because it, it really hasn't sunk in yet. Uh, it's not going to sink in until – we leave tomorrow morning, and then when we arrive at the battery tomorrow for uh, dinner and uh, watch the game on the big screen right outside the stadium for game three, uh, that's when it'll sink in. Because I got a bunch of friends from Tomahawk Talk and other Braves fans from social media. They want to hang out and have a drink or two and uh, have fun out there at the battery. Now, that's got to be pretty cool having never been down there. You're watching game four, but game three, you sit right at the stadium. It's got the same feel to it. Watch it on the big screen and maybe hit a ball out towards you, you know, if they're roided up. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a foul ball straight back of epic proportions. But, yeah, I got you. Like so you the said, Braves are 5-0, and 5-0 oh, and oh at, at home this postseason. Manfred just came out in support of the Braves to Tomahawk Chop the Chant. Is wait, that wait, what you're wait, looking wait, forward wait, to wait, the wait, most? Wait, what do you mean he came out in support? Earlier this week, I want to say it was Tuesday. Uh, they had him, yeah, Tuesday, day of the World Series, game one. They had a you know conference call. They do it was state of the game, that type of thing. He was asked about Atlanta, the Tom Hawk chop, and he came out in full support of it. And he said that they don't market to just one part of the country or to the country as a whole. They have 30 individual markets. It is well-liked, well-supported, and well-respected in that region, he fully supports it. He did say that. That is amazing. I, I don't know if Manfred's the guy you want on your side, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know he how also that said they did great things for the Native American community. So, Oh, you mean there's more to the story than just the uh, virtue signaling? Oh, yes. Amazing. Chop your ass off while you're down there, Mr. Brown. Chop one for me. So what I was going to ask you is, as we look around the man cave, there's multiple tomahawks here from your trips to Atlanta. Are you more looking forward to the night game and going and doing the chop with your cell phone, or would you like a World Series tomahawk to hang? I feel like they should hand one out to everybody that shows, but they won't. 
and I'm damn not, I'm damn well not going to bring one of these with me because somebody tried to probably mug me. <laughs> so I'm going to keep these souvenirs right here in the man cave. I will chop with my hand, and then when the lights go off, I will chop with my cell phone. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, and you're making a wise decision unless you were desperate for money and wanted to raise a couple hundred bucks. So that's the only reason to take one of them tomahawks because we know those World Series tickets ain't cheap. But, uh, man, you, you had to stay for uh, a couple nights because the hotels wouldn't even let you just do a night in and night out, right? Yeah, and that's why we was going to show up Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. Uh, but they're like, no, we need you Friday and Saturday. Get our money's worth. So, I, like I said, I just watched game three at the battery. Well, you know what you might need to do is take a couple of tomahawks with you. Braves win game three and game four. You can sell them, have free tickets for game five when they clinch the World Series at home. There you go. I know I was hoping, like, not that I have a rooting interest for for either of these teams, but, but he would be there and they'd win I the World wanted Series that sweep, night. Man, yeah. I was so disappointed when they didn't win last night. I know that's asking a lot, and he's not going to comment the same way because of the superstition, obviously. But did it even we can? Did it cross your mind at all? Like, man, game four is that why you chose game four? Just for the slight chance that could have happened? I knew neither team would sweep. They're too evenly matched. I think the game the, the series goes six games minimum. I simply picked game four because it's better for me and my work and my travel schedule. That's it. Just because it fell on a weekend. Correct. I want it on Saturday. I didn't want it on Friday or Sunday. It was right in the middle. I can work from home on Monday, and then we're good to go. I don't like that answer, but I know that's the truth. It is the truth. (laughs) All right, so since you are the resident baseball guy and an Atlanta Braves diehard fan, what's your take on the series so far? Well, the Braves did what they needed to do. They took – they split in Houston, which is what they needed to do, so they took care of home field right there. But they, in the process, they lost their number one pitcher, and he's out for the series. And Charlie Morton's the only pitcher in Major League history that has uh, clinched with a team in a, a closeout game. Is it four times? Four times. You have the Rays, you have the Astros, you have the Braves, and you have the Pirates. God, he's been in the league that long. The Pirates are on the list. He, I mean, but he's the grizzled veteran that's on the mound, and there was nothing that seemed to phase the guy. He's 36, 37 years old, throwing 96, and he has a break-off curveball slider. He threw 16 pitches, for God's sakes, after he broke his leg last start. When he went down and they took him out, you didn't think it was off of the pitch that had hit him or the comebacker that hit him because he thought it was a hamstring or something the way he came down a little weird when they come back and say oh yeah he had a broken fibula 16 pitches before he finished that inning went and sat down came back out that's impressive well, isn't that kind of the question like did he break it off the actual ball or was it from just the pressure of a couple pitches pushing like, off like, and he just kept playing with it like how many pitches did he throw with a broken freaking leg Oh, he apologized after the game for not being able to go longer. Yeah, what a what a loser! You, how dare you not complete the game? How, how come you can't be Jack Morris? You know, you freaking broken leg. You Where's Kurt Schilling when you need him? <laughs> well, that that came up on our on our group, which was which was a bigger scenario. It was Kurt Schilling's alleged bloody sock, which people still think it's ketchup, ketchup. or a, unknown substance, or pitching on an actual broken leg. Well, then on our page, people wanted to make sure we knew that the fibula does not support weight, and then it's not that big of a deal. Not a weight-bearing bone. Yeah. All right, then you go do that. Can I break your fibula? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who comments that gets a shot to the nuts or the fibula, their choice. Uh, I mean, 
I get what you're saying, but like, let's not lessen this guy's heroics. Like, big game pitcher, man. Well, they said that. And I'm like, oh, well, in that case, what a puss. Why didn't you stay out there? <laughs> Cut him now. In fact, you should give me back half your contract. That's like uh, Baker having the torn up left shoulder. Well, it's not a throwing arm. Why is it even a problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't. You definitely don't even need that arm for anything at all. Yeah. I just want to see him take a snap under center with one hand. That'll be fine. So. If the Braves were to end up winning this World Series based off the first two games and how the playoffs have went, who do you think would end up being your shining stars or somebody that like Rosario who stayed hot? Or do you think that somebody else steps up? I mean, it could be anybody. It could be Riley. It could be Freeman. It could be Solaire who came back and hit a home run first pitch, uh, first strike he saw after being out for the whole COVID wait, series. Wait, wait, wait. First time ever, top of the first inning, home run for the leadoff guy in World Series history, right? I think it's got to be the GM to make these moves midseason. Oh. Yeah, they, they they typically don't give them to the GM with the pudgy uh, belly. <laughs> but uh, as he, much as I love AA, hey, is he going to be able to stay in Atlanta though? Has he not been like the hottest rising name in all Dude, of baseball? He's already worked with the Dodgers front office, and he came from the Dodgers to the Braves. I, it, was it a step? He was down, also though? in Toronto. Yeah, at the same GM. at the same level, GM. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so to me. I'm still worried, even though we took game one, because we got Ann Anderson going game three. I'm going to be at game four. I don't. I couldn't tell you who's going to pitch. It <laughs> looks like game four and game five when Morton would have been pitching. Most likely now be a bullpen game, unless they throw out like a Drew Smiley or a uh, Kyle Wright, who they added to the roster as a starter who hadn't pitched much all year. Seems like a lot to ask from a, a guy who has no experience. It would almost be like more to ask than what they did with Ann Anderson last year. So, and this, this Houston Astros lineup, that's not somebody you want to just throw out there and see what happens. They rake. You know, the only thing that I think the Braves have going for them is that baseball as a whole has turned into a bullpen game. We've talked about it where the days of Smoltz and Morris, you don't see that hardly ever. There's a few pitchers that'll really deal, but that's it. So they're loaded in that bullpen to where you can get through a game or two with just your bullpen arms, but having to win three more without getting a quality start from either Anderson or a spot starter, not going to happen. As long as you don't give up five runs in the second inning. I'm going to take it a step further. So before Morton got hurt, um, I was actually going to predict the Braves to win in six games. Um, Now I feel like that's such a huge swing. With the ace going down, I feel like Houston wins in seven. I hope I'm wrong. That's just what I see. Houston doesn't have any starters either. They're all trash. Uh, are you telling yourself that just so you can be wrong? Is that kind of like whenever I pick against no, the I Bengals re- I, not to cover? Houston was already the favorite, and then you lose your best pitcher? I mean, they're more the favorite now. The Braves are going to fight because they fought all year long, but I don't think they have enough pitching to maintain what they need to do to win the series. Just my opinion. I, and they don't have home field. Right, and, and you're not – you're not wrong necessarily. It's just, you know, that's that's coming from a guy who's putting emotions aside. I'll give you credit for that because I wouldn't even like to give predictions in this aspect uh, of a scenario because it's got to be a little gut-wrenching. But uh, I, I do have a follow-up question for both of you I would like answered because I was watching the game last night, watching some of it. I got a little tied up with some family things, but – what the hell was John Smoltz talking about getting electrocuted, man? Can someone explain this to me? Or Turbo Tommy, you want to come over? You listened to that a little bit. So, I mean, he was uh, talking about how you get a live arm. Apparently, when he was younger, he had a 
a camper and the steps or the handle coming down from the steps became electrocuted, charged with a short. Like there was a bad cord somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> and he he got electrocuted and his mother actually had to kick him off of the steps. And that's how he claimed he got a live arm. If that's not a damn Henry Rowengarter story, I don't know what the hell is. I had never heard anything like that from Smoltz except for last night, man. So he's a real life superhero. Did you not hear that? No, I didn't hear it. I it was it was it was so funny because you know we have this wonderful software we use to watch all the games and TV and whatnot, and it actually got caught on a loop at my house. And I, I listened to it like three times, and I didn't even want to like get it caught back up to live because I was like, "What the hell did he say?" And then like Joe Buck was like at a loss, and then Smalls was like, "I'm not condoning that you go electrocute yourself just so you can throw a fastball. That's not what I'm saying. Ignore everything I just said. Actually, it was it was very bizarre, but." That's smaltzy though, man. So, well, it all makes sense now because I've never seen a slider like that. So <laughs> that's all you got to do, young folks out there. It's the, Try this at home, and you'll be the next John Smoltz. Wait, you know what it is? It's the electric slider. There you go. Yeah. Ah. That's the next dance, son. <laughs> that's the new Applebee's song dance. That's it. Nice dad joke. <laughs> wah wah wah. <laughs> All right, I got to test an experiment to see if uh, Mr. Brown's massive plan of us playing fantasy basketball has actually paid off. So, Biggie, yeah, I actually beat you in fantasy for week one. So that might be my only victory all all year, but I'll take it starting out. Five to four, you're off on a winning note. It's hey, a good thing. Hey, as, long as, as long as it's a W. But uh, the, the thing I have learned so far in the NBA season is that Russ is getting a lot of attention now that he's on L.A. It has become the Russ Westbrook show and how he does on a nightly basis. And he did get a quadruple-double the other night. Did you see that? I saw that they were up 26 in the first half on OKC and lost by, <laughs> like, five. Uh, but he got a quadruple-double. Yeah, that's cool. That's what Russ does. Part of it was turnovers. Through the first four or five games of the season, he's turned LeBron. Now this could just be LeBron coasting. He's not sitting and resting, but, but he wait, is. Are you insinuating LeBron shooter. coasts? Yes. We all know that. Uh, he doesn't take plays off on defense. Uh, <laughs> Never. They look a little rigid through the first three, four games, which we thought they would. I'm sure that they'll kind of get moving here uh, when they get 15, 20 games into the season and figure each other out, but – LeBron didn't play the other night, but I don't care who you are. If you have championship aspirations, Westbrook's out there, AD, you're up 26 on a team that's not going to make the playoffs. That's a pretty bad loss. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, this isn't our father's NBA, that's but, for sure. You know, like doing the, the fantasy league was the reason to get us old heads back into this game where we don't like it. One of the things that we all talked about we did like were the rule changes. Well, so I want to bring that up because my first pick in the fantasy draft was Mr. James Harden, and – Something's something's not clicking, man. Something's not right, especially with Kyrie out. I figured this guy would be a lock to what go. What pick off. was that? Uh, was it fifth overall? Yeah, that sounds right. So, why why is this happening to Mister Beard? So, through four games this year, he shot a total of fifteen free throws. He lived at the line for most of his career. That's what made him MVP type caliber. 
I saw that his last two full years in Houston, he had 40 games where he shot at least 15 free throws. He's only averaging like 17 a game, and he doesn't even look good on the offensive end. He's out of rhythm. He's mentioned it in two post-game press conferences that he's the poster child for the new rules, and they need to call what they see. I don't know about you guys, but he made the all-time all-75 NBA list. To me, he looks like just a chunky, washed-up fuck. Well, I mean... (laughs) He is still drinking milkshakes a little bit. We're not going to ignore that. But I saw some of the highlights where they're showing he's got that habit where he always tries to hook your arm when he goes up for a shot. And they're like, nah, we're not going to call that now. And like, that's devastating for him. I love that rule change because now it's back to real basketball where you can't start at the three-point line and decide to jump sideways into somebody and get three free throws. And what's the thing he lived on even more so than that? What you just said, when he would drive to the basket, he would make sure he came underneath your arms. So even though you were there in a good defensive position, his arms came into your arms and it was a foul on you. Yeah. Basically, you're not allowed to insinuate the contact if you're an offensive player. So, like, what about if they're shooting and they kick their legs out? No well, more? that was the rule they first did a couple years ago because that was the Harden rule, right? So, like, you talk about him being the poster boy. Like, he's already been the poster boy because they fixed that already where if your feet are out of the right. cylinder when you jump and you, you hit make uh, contact with a defender, that wasn't a foul. So, but just, now if you're leaving, leaning your body and in into the defender – Right. It's not going to be called a Like, for example, no for example, for example, no, no call. For okay. example, I'm watching, uh, uh, get, who are they playing the other night? I can't remember. They, uh, but he was, he was on like the right wing and he gets by the guy on a screen and he, he could just go to the basket. But instead, when he gets about 15 feet out, he just makes a sharp movement to his left to collide with the defender and they don't call anything. And the ball just like goes careening out of bounds. And, uh, he, you know, he just has that look. Is he like bumping to him and throw, immediately throw his arms in the air out of exactly. reaction? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is something I, I got to find some clips and show you because it's quite interesting because if you just watch it in real time, you're like, oh, there's clearly some con-, But these refs have seen Harden enough to know. It's like, wow, he's, he's really insinuating this. He's the one that's initiating the contact. So uh, my follow-up question real quick, Biggie, is the fact that, Chad, did you not uh, anticipate this rule change in your fantasy strategy? No, not at all, because I thought it's still a league where the three reigns supreme. And and even if it does, you know, impact him a little bit, it's not going to go from 15 a game to 15 every four games. I thought it'd go from like 15 to eight and I'd be okay with that because he'd still score 27 a game. That's what I think. I think he'll adjust as the season goes. He'll end up getting to where instead of having 15 through four games, he'll he'll get his eight free throws a game. But. It's going to be a a hard thing for him to do to where does he become just a step back three-point shooter? Does he continue to try to go to the basket? I should have just drafted Kyrie. Well, you'd have had better odds. <laughs> Was that a jab? <laughs> nah. You didn't draft him in the first round, though. Yeah, eighth or ninth. Nah, that's fine. That That's respectable. It wasn't. I didn't know who drafted him. I couldn't yeah, remember. I just <sighs> feel like. That is what has stuck out to me the most through the first week is a guy who league MVP scoring 37 a game, a simple rule change, and Kyrie's out, so it's a ball share between him and Durant. Can't get 20 a night. And that's where I was going to go next. So Brooklyn is 2-3 and three so far, and it's only five games, but how is he only averaging 17 a game 
like you said, when it's just him and Durant, like they should both be averaging 25 plus. So part of that is just from watching him being on my fantasy team. There was a couple, the couple games they won, they won by a pretty big margin. And he, he already had like 19 points going into the fourth quarter and he just didn't play. You know? Yeah. And then they had a couple of performances. Patty Mills had a big night and uh, Joe Harris had one good night out of the five games where I think Patty Mills hit seven to seven from downtown and Joe Harris had like five threes. So, it's not that he couldn't have scored more, but right, forget all that for a minute. I'm just looking forward to the Chicago Bulls and New York Knicks Eastern Conference Finals that we're going to see. Hey, they're playing tonight, baby. The fans in Chicago gave D. Rose <laughs> a standing ovation before he As they coming should. off the bench. So there's only three teams left undefeated. You got the Bulls, the only team in the East, and the Warriors and the Jazz. Wow. The Warriors are undefeated. 4-0. <laughs> the Bulls and the Warriors are 4-0, and the uh, Jazz are 3-0. Wow. All right. So, yeah. See, we would never even talk about this before. See how enlightened we – enlighten uh, – no, we're not enlightened. You know, I enlightened. Know we um, we're, we're aware, cognizant of basketball, I guess. I don't know. The thing I like about the Jazz, they got Hassan Whiteside. He's bringing some fight to them, literally. So they got Whiteside backing up Gobert. Yep. He's still available. Pick him up. <laughs> how many Hassan. minutes is he playing? He's 19. Playing. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up this morning. Ah, uh, you want to get them blocks. I got plenty of blocks. Uh, I think that uh, some of the things we thought before the season have turned out to be true as far as the Lakers not looking so good to start with. The Bulls have surprised me the most being 4-0. The Warriors, when they get Clay back and they're starting to roll healthy with some of the young guys they've drafted over the last couple of years are really interesting to me because the way the league's set up, it plays perfectly for them. Um and we'll see what the, Clay's legs look like. It'll take until after the All Star break before he's playing regular minutes. But if he can score thirty seven and a quarter, I think he can score sixteen in a game, playing eighteen minutes. Uh, well, I, I'm just saying, we'll see. He he's been out a long. He ain't played in like two years, man. He hangs out in the bay with his dog on his boat. Well, boats and hose are one thing. <laughs> playing in the NBA is well, it's still about hose, I guess. But uh, um. Is there anything that has or hasn't happened so far that's really surprised you other than uh, the rule change with Durant or with uh, Harden? No, I mean, uh, I I am just excited to actually see that fans are still showing up to watch the NBA and some of the uh, arenas are are pretty pretty boisterous here. So I'm wondering how many more uh, bad fan interactions we're going to have. You remember when it came back last year and everybody kind of got out of hand? It's been pretty mild so far. Remember uh, the – Sons and four guy. Yeah, where are we going to get some more? That's the best part of the NBA is the sons and four guy and stuff like that. But uh, I, I can't remember the Knicks. Uh, their crowd was going. Oh, did you hear them? They were uh, chanting, uh, "Where's Ben Simmons?" Yeah, I mean, dun, that, that's dun, 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 that's dun. the kind of stuff I want in my NBA. Damn it! Like, give me more of that, and I'll be all right. Give me some invested fans. But uh, last question, uh, just uh, I, I think we'll ask this every week until we get an answer. Does Ben Simmons play for the Sixers? No, Mr. Brown. No, he needs to go. He needs to go to Brooklyn. <laughs> why not definitely uh, the trade not- i would like to see happen is him and Kyrie, because then Kyrie's in a market where he could actually play right and simmons fits perfectly with freaking harden it's a win-win Durant. that would be a win-win although the trade i've heard rumored that uh houston would accept is john wall to philly ben simmons to Houston, and then houston compensates philly with a couple picks since they're obviously getting the better younger player 
I don't know. Houston just seems to be like a dumpster fire ever since they got rid of Harden. So mm-hmm. good. I guess that's what Ben Simmons is going to get is a dumpster fire. That's all you get. But thanks for playing. All right. It's time to talk a little NFL. Time to talk a little football. And just to be really clear, we already picked tonight's game, the Thursday night game. As always, we're watching a little Thursday night football. And, you know, I took the Cardinals. So did you, Biggie. You you were compelled to take the Cardinals and then throw down a sick uh, parlay, apparently. Calamari. What's your parlay you got going on? I need Calamari. Calamari. Aaron Jones and DeAndre Hopkins to each score a touchdown and the Cardinals just to win straight up. All right. That's that's a, that's a nice parlay. I like that. I like the creativity. It pays 15 to 1. There you go. All right. And then we got uh, Turbo Tommy. Turbo Tommy is back after a couple weeks of just doing really exceptional picks. So, Tommy. Nation of domination. <laughs> you know uh, what I like the most about Tommy and picks is that, play that he was on for a guest picker for one week and he did well. And the next week, it wasn't, you know, we'll have different guest pickers. Tommy's like, here's my picks, bitches. I mean, Tommy, you know, is a, is a solid contributor to We Don't Know Sports. So, you know, well, might as well get him out of that stupid dart league he's in and do something productive and actually pick NFL games. You might be good at it. I hit the bullseye. <laughs> so uh, you and uh, Mr. Brown both took the uh, Packers tonight just to make sure we got that out of the way. But before we get into the rest of the picks, and uh, I believe it, do we have it at a six and a half point spread? Is that what we, we chose? Six and a half. Okay, just making sure. So uh, a couple things uh, happened in the NFL this week. So the Packers are playing tonight with virtually no receiving core because of COVID. And then to everyone's surprise, J.J. Watt went on injured reserve and is out for the year. I can't believe a guy like J.J. Watt is going to miss time tommy as a steelers fan you do know that this is coming into the future for tj watt right chad let you know that earlier yeah like you have like a couple years it's genetics or a couple games left after you paid him all that money you're never going to see him on the field again tj and jj are two different people tj will be there <laughs> they might be two different people but they got the same parents so enjoy the uh, injury injury bug coming we to get two seasons every know, five years that's it give him 23 million Watt for two did years play all 16 games last year for what it's worth <laughs> defensive mvp all right uh so going to the uh rest of the wonderful news in the nfl you also have uh mark davis Adamantly doubling down, wanting the emails released from the Washington football team because he's the only one that had to pay for anybody's sins here, and I don't think he's happy about it. Uh, If you're the other owners, is this just more of a reason for you to collaborate to get rid of the Davis family running a football team? I think that's why he's pushing for it because he knows they're angling to get him out and out of the teams in Vegas. They want, we talked about this off air, they want a Stan Kroenke, a deep-pocketed owner, to have a team that they can showcase in Las Vegas, and he is not it. I learned something about Stan Kroenke. You know he owns all the uh, Denver uh, sports teams? Yes, everything I, I except did not for know the that. Broncos. Yeah, the Rams and uh, the uh He owns the Nuggets Avalanche, and Avalanche and the Rockies. And the Nuggets. I think. Or Avalanche and the Nuggets. Maybe he yeah. might own the Rockies too. I don't no, know. It's the Avalanche and the Nuggets. He doesn't own the Bowling family. Somehow still has the Broncos and the Rockies. Or well, he else. owns the uh, arena too that they play in. Yep. So uh, yeah, yeah, good for you, Stan Kroenke. He owns the Rams, the Nuggets, 
and the Avalanche. All right, so what? No, but m- go back to Davis. Make it make sense that he is the only guy taking a fall. You here. can't. Something is clearly wrong, and I love the fact he's pushing it just like his dad would. Have. Like he he just lawsuits coming. Give him a copy of the emails. Then Amen. we'll find out real quick who's in trouble. There's going to be a lawsuit coming out. You watch and see. Now, now did you see uh, Plastic Face uh, Jerry Jones? He uh, had the opposite opinion. He was just like, oh, it was the due diligence. You know, they did what they could, and we, you know, it is what it is because. God knows what they might have on Jerry. When I heard Jerry's uh, speech, it was almost as though he wrote Goodell's responses for him because they said the <laughs> exact same thing, just used different words. Yeah, let me let me, let me tell you what to say, Roger. Just uh, follow the script. We'll be fine. I'm pretty disappointed because it started as a Washington football thing a year ago, and it was this breaking case on how bad it was. Daniel Snyder got fined $10 million, which is – pocket change it's like me or you having 20 bucks <laughs> and then he hands the team over to his wife he still sees her every day goes to games he's still running the team they did nothing to him he had over 40 people who were sexually harassed cheerleaders having their pictures passed around taking them on planes down to jamaica making them do things none of that's coming out yet john gruden is a racist let's get rid of mark davis as the owner of the the raider there's just something that's so effed up here yeah, beyond and, relief and like let's go to the comparative uh you know analysis here so let's go back i, I can't sit here and tell you all the details but the mavericks and mark cuban had some not as grotesque but they had some misgivings that happened and you know he he paid a lot for that, and they had some turnover in their in their uh, inner structure there. Uh, and then the big news that came out not not that we'd get to talk about hockey a lot. And this is not how I want to bring up hockey, but did you hear about the stuff with the uh, was it the Blackhawks? I just heard like the top line where they had fired the GM. Or yeah, the GM resigned. Due to sexual assault allegations? Yeah. So basically they had like a team photographer or something like video coordinator, something like that, that like the the young guys coming up from the farm system, he was trying to have their way with them. And it was like a John Doe case. Like they kept him anonymous and the dude came forward. He said, yeah, it was me. So I'm just letting you know like how shitty all this was. But, uh, you know, they, they completely, so like Dallas made strides to clean up their act. Uh, I, I assume I could be wrong. Right. And then, and then, uh, the Blackhawks don't have anybody left, uh, that happened with that. So you got, I, can you shed some light on the Maverick stuff? So the one thing about the owner that pushed back on pushing Darlin, Donald Sterling out of the league was Mark Cuban because he said, what kind of president does this set? How will this affect He's not me? wrong. Which one happened and then which one followed it up? He already knew he had skeletons in the closet. So some of these owners in the NFL coming out trying to tow company line, like you said, there's stuff that they can't afford to have come out. So I tell you what, they they can't. I don't think you can release all of the emails. I think you can't just be like, "Here's a four year request." Be you some get like it an- anonymity yeah, issues I, there, right? I think you need to turn it over to a third party investigative group or something like that, and let them shed light on what they feel is appropriate for the public to see. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't think that we ever see any of the, oh, the no. good stuff. Goodell's already said, "Nah, it's done." It's done. And it is. It's just going to die a slow death, and we're never going to hear from it again. That's just the fact. Well, and that's the thing that I hate about the NFL. They print their own damn money. So we can know how Robert Kraft gets his nuts off. We can know what the freaking <laughs> inflation of a ball is. We can know Bounty Gate. We can know all these things, but they don't release anything when it pertains to the owners. And that's exactly what this is. It's 
dirt on the NFL that would hurt them because the owners run the league. Goodell works for them. It's complete bullshit, but guess what? Two months, nobody will care. By the time the Super Bowl rolls around, it'll be an afterthought. Didn't the didn't the Texans owner say something stupid this week too? Doesn't he always say something stupid, uh, or do they have a new owner now? Did they still have the no, guy who said you got, can't let the inmates I, run the I, asylum? I think that guy died. Bob McNair. I think, I, oh, don't make me say if he's dead or not. I think he passed. <laughs> I'm Did gonna, he marry Anna Nicole Smith? I'm going to say that he's he's not with us anymore. I don't think it was Bob McNair. I think he's gone. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, that guy, I think. But, anyway, that's Texans. They're they're. You know, Milan. Oh, let's let's hit that real quick before we hit the picks. The Texans have completely cleaned the house, and now their own players are getting even more pissed off because uh, Mark Ingram's back on the Saints now. So, you know, Brandon Cooks is just like this is bullshit, like saying that on social media. So, uh, if you're a Texans fan, do you still trust the process? <laughs> Not from what I heard today. I heard on uh, my afternoon drive home that the Texans had an offer, Nick Casario. During the offseason, when he was saying, I'm not accepting any calls on Deshaun Watson, he had an offer from an unnamed team, which they believe is the Miami Dolphins, who offered three ones and three threes for Watson before the season started, and he wouldn't even take their call. He wouldn't. That They left right. basically a voicemail, here's the message, and he never responded. But but now, the, apparently, there's a deal in place between the Dolphins and the Texans that as long as the Dolphins are reassured whatever Deshaun Watson's legal proceedings will end up being, that they're ready to make the deal. But like nobody can confirm or predict that stuff. Goodell can't even do that. They're actually doing something smart here and just letting it play out because the thing is, Deshaun Watson could play Sunday if if they wanted him to. Yeah, the Texans have done the NFL a favor at this point, just making him active during the week and inactive on Sundays. And from everything I've seen, traded to the Dolphins, he could play the remainder of this season, but you don't know what is going to come after that. But like, if you're the front office, do you want the blowback of trading for Deshaun Watson right now? To me, if you're the Dolphins at 1-6, and six, Stephen Ross owns you. He's got a ton of money. He's looking at his football people saying, I don't know football. I'm giving you a lot of money to run this. We're 1-6. and six. F this. Go get me a star. What about Tank for Tua? <laughs> Dude, Tua has balled out the last two weeks. He's really raising his trade value. <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Not enough to overcome the uh, the 17 sexual allegations. Or I don't know. How many does Deshaun Watson have? 22. 22. My bad. See, I took the under. He likes greasy Cuban buttholes. <laughs> wow. Uh, with that being said, not a better time to hit the music and drown out the insanity. So we'll let that sink in for a second. It is time for the week eight NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And I just got to let everybody know that we, we've been known to compare ourselves to Bleacher Report in the past, correct? Yes, because... We do well. Right. And they've been an easy target for us because we've been able to look at Bleacher Report, this respected group of sports journalists, and say that, you know what, we've held our own because for two years we've consensusly beat them and and our best has been better and our bottom has been better than their bottom. Uh, So... We've uh, been chatting it up with uh, Gary Davenport here a little bit lately, and we I, I told him I was upset that Bleacher Report is not showing their yearly standings anymore. And he said, well, it's probably because we suck. 
And, um, you know, we got into a little bit of a conversation and I asked him just how they were doing. And he alerted to me that there's this uh, website that tracks every NFL expert out there that does picks. So everybody you can think of, some the Bleacher Report guys are on there, Ron Jaworski's on there, like everybody. Mr. Brown, you'd be on page one, buddy. You'd be ranked 13th overall. Why are you not making money? I'm a failure. My boss tells me every day. <laughs> you can't stop him. You can only hope to continue. Uh, he's half man, half amazing. That's all I know. But, uh, Biggie, you and I would be in the top uh, 45. So uh, we're not. And it goes like 400 people. I'll so, take that. And my head of uh, Jaws. Yes, you're ahead of Jaws. Nice. You're ahead of the people that are ahead of you are really not people that are that recognizable. Okay. Uh, so one, more people like me. But no, no, no. Like <laughs> they work for the NFL Network. Oh, okay. Like they, they actually do football for oh, a living. Okay. I got you. But uh, you're you're definitely See, b- better than most. It's it's fun to pick Gary Davenport and the guys at Bleacher Report because while we may consistently do better at picks than them, we're picking them because they're they are where we want to be. Yeah, and uh, he did clarify they actually submit their picks on Tuesday, but they can change it on Wednesday. So they're a day ahead of us on the uh, spread. So that's not an ideal situation, as he put it. But It's not ideal for how we do it either. No, we, but we stand by it, and we're proud of it. So with that being said, it's time for us to put a little bit of distance between us and the boys at Bleacher Report. Gary, you're more than welcome to come on the show and maybe get a little bit of that we-don't-know-sports karma and have it rub off on you and get you out of the cellar because he's actually got a worse record than me, and I'm one game under 500. So we already talked about the Thursday night special. We're going to move on to the rest of the docket, and we're going to start off with the Miami Dolphins, who we just got done talking about without Deshaun Watson. They're going where no one circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills, good Lord, we're starting with a staggering spread. The Bills are 13.5-point home favorites. So a lot of teams can get a bye, maybe a second bye, depending on your schedule. But every everybody's guaranteed one. And I saw this today. The Bills actually have a bye month because they came off a bye week to play the Dolphins and the Jets. And then I think they have the Dolphins again. Or it's Dolphins, Jets, Jags, something like that. The Basically, AFC least, baby. They're playing college teams, college-level teams for the next month. Give me the Bills and the cover. Hammer that. You'll never regret it. <laughs> Turbo Tommy. Right there with Get you. Get in there, buddy. I can't hear you. Right there with you. Bill's going to cover easy. Running away. Wasn't you just talking about Biggie, how well Tua's been playing for two weeks? Thank for Tua. They did play the Falcons last week. True. The Dirty so, Birds. I, I don't have much to add. I'm also going Bill's because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Shout out, my brother. It is the right thing to do. It's a clean sweep. We're uh, all taking the Bills to win by 14 points. That's God, amazing. that's nuts. All right. How about let's just keep it with some trash teams. The Falcons at home hosting the Carolina Panthers, who, my God, they look like a completely different team than what we thought they might have been. Come on, Matt Rule. Get your ass in gear. Coach them up. Falcons are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Here's the thing. Both these teams are absolute dog shit, complete trash. <laughs> the fact that P.J. Walker is going to start on Sunday. XFL. He'll give Atlanta's front seven enough trouble that the Falcons will still win, but they do what they do when they win all the time. They either win by two or they lose by two, and it's three and a half, so give me the Panthers to cover. Mm. 
I'm going Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to make a run here. Matt Ryan's got his stuff together. It's going. He's going to put it together, and they're going to make a run. Wait, what, what do you mean? A run to win a game or a run to win several games? Several games. They're real. They're going. You watch. They're going to turn this thing. All right, you heard it here first. Turbo Tommy says the Falcons are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm now. <laughs> Mr. Brown, your take. So is Ridley playing this week? He is correct. I have no idea. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I saw questionable. I, I know Pitts is playing. My boy. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Falcons as well because Panthers. They're not who they thought we thought they were for sure because I don't know. No McCaffrey. He's the new uh, who'd we say that was? Oh, the new uh, Todd Gurley. Yes, he is the new Todd Gurley. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going with the, the Todd Gurley list. Panthers to lose. Hey, with the Atlanta Braves in town this weekend, taking all the pressure off Atlanta, nobody's going to be watching, so they're actually going to do okay because they're not going to get booed at home, and the Panthers are definitely trending in the wrong direction, so the Falcons cover this game, so you're the lone kitty cat there, bud. You can't have God's chicken and play on Sundays. Meow! (laughs) That's a Chick-fil-A reference for everybody. All right, man, the rich just keep getting richer. We have an even better game. The Philadelphia Eagles on the road to Detroit, where the Lions are a home three-and-a-half-point dog. So now, for everyone out there listening, I only have one thing to say on these last two games that we're discussing. 1-800-GAMBLER, because you have an issue (laughs) if you're really putting money on these. Having said that... This is like betting on the Mac, isn't it? Yes, This is Sunbelt Wednesday night football betting. The Eagles have scored a touchdown in the last two minutes of every game this year except for one. That's how they've gotten their covers. They're not as good as the final score appears to show them. The Lions, for whatever reason, are willing to bite kneecaps off and play hard for Dan Campbell. A a three-and-a-half-point dog at home. Give me the Lions. They'll actually get their first win of the season. Me too. Lions, they'll get their first win. They showed fight last week. I'm all in on the Lions. I really didn't think you were going to go to Lions because that's where I was going to go. I'm kind of disappointed now. How? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I got to go Lions. I mean, that's, you stole my thunder. No no reasoning. No, I just liked it. I feel like they got to get a win at some point. And the Eagles coming off the Raiders game. They didn't look good at all. Nah, I, and I don't think either of these teams look really good, and I even hate to, to pick either of them. If it, can, we can still tie in the NFL. Can I just can I pick a push? Is that okay? Can I Not just at do three that? and a half. No. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they'll find a way. Uh, there can't be two losers, so uh, go ahead and settle me up with the lone wolf here. I, I'll take fly, Eagles, fly, just because I think they're slightly better, and, you know, they're actually favored on the road here in Detroit, so that's got to mean something. I don't know if they cover by three but or three and a half, but Ka-ka! he's going to make up ground, damn it. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. That's the, the, the blessing and the curse about picking last. Uh, how about the uh, Titans on the road to Indianapolis? Did I get this right, Biggie? The Colts? The Colts are a two-point favorite at home against the Titans. I really have no idea how this line came about. Just like the Sunday night game we discussed last week where the Niners were a four-and-a-half-point favorite, we all went Colts. It was the obvious pick. You look at this game, and there is no way the Titans should be a road dog Divisional opponent, beating the Bills, beating the Chiefs. However, 
The Indianapolis Colts have played really good football in the last month and a half. They're going to win this game by eight points. Eight point. Biggie is back on his fighting Frank Reichs and Mr. Glass. And really, you're taking the Colts to cover. I am because it's a two-point spread, and I think it's a last-second field goal. All right. I don't bet against Vegas. Vegas knows what they're doing. I do not go against Vegas. I'm with the Colts. Mm. Mm. I'm going Tennessee. I don't think it's going to be much of a fight here. Yeah, I think uh, Tennessee is – man, they're – They've already had their shaky game. You know, they had the Jets game. I don't want to cut you off, but Tommy. Damn it, you just put on there that Tennessee Tennessee's the hottest team, the best team in AFC. You did. And now you do this shit. How are you going to have credibility? I just said, you do not go against Vegas. They're not playing the Raiders. Point <laughs> <laughs> <Going> taken. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. No, you're not wrong. And uh, I also align with Mr. Brown on this one. The Titans are easily rolling up that spread and smoking it and driving back to Nashville. Not even not even going to be a close game. They're going to run wild on them. So uh, no Lone Wolves. We're split down the middle. Let's move on to the next game. Oh, we're time for double-digit spreads again. It's the Los Angeles Rams on the road where nobody likes to sell off their assets quicker than the Houston Texans. 14-point favorite. 14 and a half. Here's the thing. Or I see 14 and a half. Maybe it just updated a half point. All right. Uh, we got 14. Like 14 is what we're doing. Are we going to say 14 and a half and make it a – We don't want, We don't like pushes, man. We, we we like to play straight up here. So, 14. I'm, I'm locking it in. Now it's 14 and a half. What's All right. Point? I like it like that because they're <laughs> going to win by 17. Here's the thing. <laughs> Nobody rallies the troops quite like – the Texans, when they're tanking, which they're doing, they're getting rid of everybody. Here's the thing in the NFL, it's the league of parity, right? They want everyone to be eight and eight, nine and eight. How in the hell do we have so many spreads that are 14, 15, 16 points? And we all look at it, we're obviously like, you gotta hammer the over. Last week, the game against the Lions, a lot of fuel there from the other side. They wanted to get a win for their boy, Jared Goff. The Rams will rebound, they will rub it in. I look at this being like a 41-9 to nine game. <laughs> now that you've done scared the hell out of me with that big yell. <laughs> Don't yell, baby. <laughs> Tommy's Rams. old. He gets nervous. Rams. Nothing else said. I'm taking the Rams because I, I took a lone wolf Texans last week trying to make up another game, and all I did was shit away my Bengals pick. It was a wash because the lone wolf didn't work out. And plus, I don't like making a Texans lone wolf sound because there's not really much to make there. No. So I am never picking the Texans the rest of the year. I, that's uh, that's not a that's not a hot take, really. I don't think any of us might take the Texans the rest of the year, <laughs> even when the spread is fourteen. It literally went up from the time we started, and we're still riding the the Rams to cover. So uh, clean sweep across the board, man. The Texans are the worst team in football now. Is that fair? Fair, accurate. Even though they've won a game and the Lions haven't, they're the worst team. It's a, it's a different different team now. Good right. for Mark Ingram, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Get down to Nolan. Good for you, buddy. Get down to Nolan's and your gumbo. I, I will say one thing is we all took the Rams. Tyrod Taylor may be able to start on Sunday. Mm. Somebody called the Chargers team trainer. The job's not finished. <laughs> Give him the jab. Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> all right. 
Enough morbid talk about Tyrod Taylor and his collapsed lung from last year. How about the Bengals on the road against the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the Bengals. Double digit favorite on the road at 10 and a half. And I'm going to go first since it's my team because I got to explain that I picked them to not only not cover but to lose against the Ravens. And the Costanza method does work when it's for my own team. It doesn't work in general, but it worked there. And uh, I feel like you can't go to the well too often when those methods work, so I'm abandoning that, and I'm saying the Bengals are going to win this one outright by about 17 points. So, uh, who day, baby? We're in first place. Let me have it while I can. Feels good, don't it? It feels damn good. Woo! All right, Biggie, go ahead and tell me how I'm wrong. Actually, I can't. I think you hit the nail on the head. I was in the same boat as you last week. They played the Ravens last year and lost by a combined 65-6. to And I said, until they can at least keep it close, I can't pick them to win. The last two games they've played, their starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, hasn't played most of the fourth quarter because they're winning so much. I know. The only pause I had in picking them to cover, which I am, is that... The Jets traded for Joe Flacco. Oh, he... No Zach Wilson. It's like playing the Ravens again. The Jets just lost 54-13 to to the damn Patriots. They're going to get housed by the Cincinnati first-place Bengals as well. Who did it? As much as I hate to do this, I am going to go with the Bengals. Say it, wait, say it so everybody can hear you. I am a Steeler fan, so this is hard for me to go with. But the Bengals are on a roll. They're the team right now. Jets are a dumpster fire, so bingles. Ah, I'm soaking that up, baby. Remind me again what the spread is. Uh, it is a ten and a half. It doesn't point. matter what the spread is. <laughs> bingles. Sounds in four. <laughs> All right, we're clean sweep across the bingles, so I look forward to you guys making my team lose on Sunday. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Um, how about the uh, Steelers and the Browns? So we'll go to the other side of the AFC North. And Turbo Tommy, I'll give you the opportunity here. Uh, it's a uh, three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Browns at home. I hate picking this one. I really do. I hate this. This is this is hurting my soul. Uh God, I just don't know that I could do this. Mm. I, ooh, ooh. My heart says Steelers. My heart says Steelers. But I just I don't see it happening. The Browns are a better team. They run the ball. They play defense. We haven't established a solid offensive uh, game plan yet. I'm going Browns. Mm. Tommy, you don't you're, hate me. Tommy, your voice was cracking. Are you, are you okay? I'm crying over here. That's like, man, it's, it's I am a, going I, I, Do we need to take a timeout? Okay, can TV we, timeout. Can we pause for one second before for Tommy station identification? Uh, you understand <laughs> that Vegas is giving you a hook. It's three and a half, and these are typically close games. So, are you doing the Chad the Mark method where you're picking against him because you know that'll help you? I will take that. No, he's not. I heard the disdain and the pain yeah, in his, his voice. voice okay, well, he's wrong. It's three and a half. These games are always tight between the Steelers and the Bengals. The Steelers are going to have Browns. a little extra fire after getting housed in the playoff Here's last year by the Browns. And the Steelers are coming off a of bye week, are they not? Yes, sir. Rested up, ready to go. Najee's I'm ready. not saying they win this game, but I love that you gave me that hook at three and a half. Give me the Steelers. And it, it, it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, no. In Baltimore. It, it, it uh, it's in only Cleveland. three and a half? Yes. Oh, I'm going to Cleveland all day. 
<laughs> Sorry, Tommy. It was even that hard to say. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> As he looks at me and laughs. Sorry, Tommy. What's up, bitch? I, I, feel like, I feel like the Browns can't stay hurt forever. Uh, and they're starting to get some pieces back. Uh, I, Mayfield is playing in this game, is he not? Like, there's a possibility. I mean, he uh, he looks like he's about to play, so I think that uh, Pittsburgh, man, like, I don't know. Cleveland, I think, is a potential playoff team still. If they lose this game, I think this, like, derails their season. This is, like, a huge must-win. Pittsburgh, man, they, they've sneakily gotten back to three wins here. They're three and four. I three mean, three. Three, three and three. That's right. They had the bye week. My bad. I wanted to put them under 500. That's just how I feel. But they're three and four in my eyes, damn it. But uh, I, I'm i also with uh, Cleveland, man. They're just – I don't see how they, they can't at home here. So, uh, what is a lone st- what, lone wolf for the Steelers? I don't, what does that sound like? Permanti Brothers. Permanti Brothers? Is that what that was? <laughs> you just said Permanti Brothers in an extremely high-pitched uh, voice. Terrible towel. I thought we were going to – There you go. I thought maybe you would sing Renegade for us. Can I say one thing? Nobody rallies their troops and communicates to their players today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, 10 years ago, better than Mike Tomlin. The new coach of the USC Trojans. Never say never, Mm. but never. (laughs) Mm. All right, let's keep moving down the docket. We've got – Damn, this game sucks. The 49ers on the road to Chicago. Man, why do we have so many bad games? The Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. All right, I'll hammer the Niners, and um, I'll hammer the Niners. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to flip a coin here. I don't know. Flip a coin. Niners. Niners and who? The Bears. Spread was what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the three-and-a-half. In San Fran? No, it's in Chicago, but the Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, yeah. I got to go Niners. I mean, what about the Bears makes you – like, I know the Niners haven't been playing great, but I have a little more faith in them. I guess it's going to be a I shit show. I think they're talking about shutting Khalil Mack down too, maybe. I mean, why not? I heard something along those lines. And then when you look at the Niners, their defense is still playing well. Last week they ran the ball well, and then they went away from it. All right, so we're, we're across the board taking the Niners. I'm, I'm sure that will happen never again this season. Uh, how about the – Jacksonville Jaguars making the trip out west to Seattle where the Seahawks are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite with Geno Smith at quarterback. Geno, Geno. Here's the thing about the Seahawks. People are crapping all over Geno and the Seahawks for the fact they've lost two games by three points with him starting, and then the other one came down to the end. That's what the Seahawks have done for how long, guys? They're close in the fourth quarter. Russ makes some magic happen. Geno hasn't finished that way yet. They're at home against a shitty Jags team. He gets his first win starting for the Seahawks this week. They win by 14. I, I agree. Biggie, you I just went out of turn. <laughs> I got excited. Uh, a shitty Jaguars team. You said it. West Coast trip. Don't shitty Jaguars team. <laughs> Say it again one more time, Tommy. One more time. Shitty Jaguars <laughs> Seattle. How are the strip clubs out there in Seattle for Urban? Ah, uh, you know what? I think Seattle's got some restrictive policies right now. I think they're right cold now. and wet. <laughs> he might like him cold and wet. Yeah. He's so. making pit stop in Southern California on his way <laughs> back. Hey, nah, I think he crossed the border up to Vancouver. Biggie knows about Canadian strip clubs. Dude, you can throw quarters at him. 
<laughs> you win a quarter, eh? Uh, I'm going Seahawks. Uh, I, I already slipped and said I was taking Seattle. I, I'm with what Biggie was saying. I was so moved by his analysis that it's really just a matter of time when they're not in a close game and all Gino has to do is not fumble or throw an interception at the end. So this is that game. Uh, moving on. Done lost my place again. How about the – oh, Biggie, your Patriots on the road out west to the Chargers where they're a four-point underdog. So, boys, here's where you pick one up on me because I know I'm the only one taking the Patriots. I hammered this game hard with some money in my FanDuel account earlier in the week when the line opened at 7.5 because I do believe the Chargers will win, but it'll be close. Patriots have only lost one game this year by more than six points, although I do believe it could be more than four. I see my boy Mac. They're going to unleash him. Patriots. It was shocking that you take the Patriots, but a nice shout-out for FanDuel. Give us some money, sponsors. You're not going to be alone on this. I'm with you on the Patriots. They can run the ball. Chargers' defense is weak. Patriots. See, I, I was going to bring that up. I won't say it. Tommy, 3-5. <laughs> That's what happened when the Chargers played the Ravens. They couldn't stop the damn run. That is their one weakness. They'll still win this game, but Damian Harris will have 177 yards and two touchdowns. Tommy, you're not going to be allowed to sit next to Biggie if you guys high-five again because you took a Patriots team to cover. I hate the Patriots. Well, yeah, I can't, you just high-fived him. You can't like him. You high-fived him after it's, taking it's, it's the Patriots. This is all about winning. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown, save us. Uh, wow. All right, so I obviously would love to see the Chargers lose. The Raiders in first place on a bye week, but – Imagine that. Char- just like the Bengals. What the hell is happening to the world? Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win this game. And I know you all came off of that crazy spread last week. Mac Jones and everybody balling out, you know? Like the days of old, right? To make you feel good? <laughs> It'll make you feel good? You know what makes me feel good? This is a West Coast game. It starts at 5. So Mac won't be eating his spaghetti five. at 9 in the morning. He could eat it at 1 in the afternoon. Well, there you go. But it ain't happening back-to-back weeks. That's too much to ask for his fat, pudgy belly to do it two weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. He's not smoking cigars. I'm also taking the Chargers because the, the Patriots with a rookie quarterback are not going to make that trip out Ooh. West. They're going to be about like how Jacksonville is going to serve up in Seattle. And four points is enough for the Chargers to cover. So uh, we're split down the middle on that one. Here's another phenomenal game. The Washington football team on the road to Mile High. The Broncos are a three-point home favorite. Let's just go ahead and call them the Washington emails. The Washington the emails. All right. What That's are, their new name. We agree on that? Okay, the, we're now on. The spam the folder? Huh? Yeah, spam folder. We'll call them the Washington spams. Emails. Something. We're going to have to agree on that. We'll put it on the poll. We'll ask the fans yeah. to tell us what do we properly call them. So, Biggie, pick, take your pick. Game. Both of these teams ap- absolutely suck, and they have. I took the Broncos last week thinking that they could cover play a little bit better. They didn't. I have no faith at all in the emails, the spam bankers. I'm going to take the Broncos simply because they're at home. All right. Tommy? Emails trying to go across country. I, I don't see it. Broncos. Once again, AFC West. I hate it, but I got to go Broncos. Mm. I like them at home. We're a clean sweep across the board here because uh, they got their spam filter on and that inbox ain't taking them. So uh, (laughs) the Broncos 
cover at home because, damn it, they got to win sometimes. Uh, all right, here's an interesting game. I, I really like the spread on this one. The Bucks on the road to Nolens. Bucks are a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. Anyone here who doesn't hammer the Bucks at four-and-a-half needs to quit making picks. Give me Tom Brady throwing four touchdowns. Gronk's back this week. Smack that, Louisiana. Who that ass? 38-10. You got to follow that up, Tommy. Get in there. There's no following that up. I don't have that kind of passion for this kind of game. But I do think the Saints will win this one. This is the one game that the Saints correct their season. People start paying attention to them. Saints. They don't even have to win. They just got cover. You know why? You know why Biggie's that passionate, right? No, because you don't know where Tom Brady's nutsack ends and his mouth begins. Yes, that's Tom one of his many Edward favorite teams. <laughs> with that Robert being with that being said, I'm taking that beautiful nutsack and the Bucks as well. I mean, I honestly sit here and thought about the Saints of last year and how I rode them to uh, absolutely nowhere fast. Oh, win the Saints. Yeah, so guess what? Tommy's going to have to sing the song because I'm taking the Bucks too because like Biggie said, you got to be an idiot not to take the Bucks to cover this game. But not that I would call Tommy an idiot. I love you, Tommy. That's not what I meant. Even though I, last week. Call so me an idiot. You're, uh, you're a lone wolf, so uh, let's, let's, you got to sing the song. Oh, win the Saints. Louder. Go marching in. Go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go, go marching in. Good. good job. <laughs> all right, all right. That was nice. You'll have to sing for Biggie from now on. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to quit or if you are going to give us a Tyson Fury. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> We'd walk to Memphis. Uh, all right, how about the uh, Dallas Cowboys? I love this spread, too. The Vikings at home are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, for reasons you'll find out on Sunday – Hammer the Vikings. It is just that vague? Give me, give me some insight to this. Why are we hammering the Vikings? I know things I'm not going to say until after we make picks. All right. That Hammer means, the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are one of his favorite teams, by the way. Oh, I'm learning this now. Okay. Two and well, a half. Cowboys. They're real. They're real. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys as well. I don't care what kind of voodoo biggie thinks he has on the Vi- or on the vikings or the cowboys i mean it, it's definitely the cowboys who have climbed up in our power rankings climbed up in everybody's power rankings the vikings have been the team that can't win close games and with a spread at uh two and a half yeah man dallas dallas covers this one easy so uh lone wolf at biggie skull <laughs> yeah that was not impressive <laughs> That's better. Inaudible noises. We love it. I <laughs> love you too, bud. All right. How about uh, the last game, the Monday night game? Is it time to correct course? Are we trying to write off the Chiefs as being uh, the signers of one of the worst contracts with Mahomes? It's a 10-point spread in Arrowhead as the G-men, the Giants, come in. So what a – what a this is a tough spread, I think. To me, like, have we ever picked a game before where a team under 500 was a double-digit favorite? They are playing the Giants, though. But the Giants just smacked a team 25-3. Now, it was the Panthers. Here's the thing. I think that this is the game where the Chiefs, who have a ton of issues defensively, come out, put it together on offense, and put up 34, 38 points. The Giants just aren't going to match that. I just The Chiefs are 4-14 and in their last 18 games against the spread, so I shouldn't take them to cover 10 at home. I'm going to take them to cover 10 at home. 
Chiefs score, Giants can't. Bottom line, Chiefs. I like how he's just short and gets his, get the point right out there. He's saving for all the time the biggie waste, babbling about nonsense. <laughs> We're up tight against a break here. Hurry up. Uh, Hard break. Producers in our ear. Mr. Brown, what's the pick? Like I can see 37-27, no problem. I feel like the Chiefs cover this pretty easy. I'm shocked that we're all taking the Chiefs to cover this one. I'm also taking them just because, like, they they got to do something right eventually, right? Like, if, if there's a game you could circle as a Chiefs fan going, this is where you right the ship a little bit. Like, there's still a lot of work left to be done. But, man, uh, the Giants, they're, they're not that team that's that good because they beat the Panthers. We're going to see them come back to, to earth a little bit. So Imagine somehow if the Giants would somehow find a way to win this game. How much uh, pain and like worry there's going to be in the Chief fan base going to three and five? Yeah, if they go to three and five and lose to the Giants, mm. it'd be it'd be magical for everyone. <laughs> Chiefs kingdom would be collapsing. Yes, I, I want I it's want the that. pick. I want to lose for the record. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I, along with a couple of them, yeah. actually. You, yeah. You'd like to go over three on those AFC West teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure, but. Except for the Broncos. I ain't worried about them. <laughs> so, for all the ge- degenerates out there who listen to us, the dozens and dozens, my $5 14-leg parlay, because uh, the Thursday night game I don't put on here, pays out $41,139. That's for $5. So you should really get into sports betting. But... Admitting you have an issue is the first step to recovery, so 1-800-GAMBLER if you can't pay your bills. That's a good shout-out because uh, you never know how you're spending that 5 bucks. Just because we make it seem cool. Right. I mean, we are professionals. I, I'm throwing 5 bucks. It's just a, hey, hey, guys, here's what it is. Some guy might have just put his whole paycheck on that. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, most most gamblers are not that. You know, so you know, it's not the common man that does that. Most people just like betting a little bit on fun and – I got to tell you, we're winding down the uh, second or uh, second quarter close to the half here at the Thursday night game, and the uh, Hackers are uh, holding their own so far. Not surprising with A-Rod at the helm. Yep, it is what it is. But uh, anyway, that wraps up week eight NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. Mr. Brown is one of the elite pickers. Can he maintain his status? We're going to have to check after next week. I'm returning to my Thursday night dominance after tonight. Blowhorn, blowhard, not happening. Out of here. <laughs> Is that the manual buzzer? <laughs> Hi. Well, Mr. Brown, uh, we're going to miss you this weekend. Uh, you know, I, I have to work, obviously, like normal. But we wish you safe travels and a Atlanta Braves victory as you're heading down there. Uh, but I wanted to kind of bring something up because you you posed a question to to your millions of followers out there, and uh, we got some interesting responses. I just wanted to share that with our listeners here about shit that you know thought you thought were real when you were a kid, right? Like maybe adults just lied to you about stuff. Uh, what were what were some of those things that us stood out? Well, mine growing up, my mom swore to me that the rumble strips on the side of the road was for blind drivers, and I believed her. I mean, it makes sense, right? Keeps keeps it between the lines. I mean, I can give you a few responses here. Uh, I told you mine was also automobile related, that uh, I was convinced that you were going to get pulled over because your cargo light was on on the inside of the vehicle because my parents always yelled at me if I ever turned it on the back seat, like I was going to kill us all if I turned that on. 
make that face long enough, your face will get stuck like that. Yeah, I, I think we all heard that one. Well, uh, there's another one about why you'll go blind. Uh, you know, this this isn't... Uh, it's not true. <laughs> He's an expert. Uh, <laughs> our, our good buddy Jake Nall thought uh, his parents told him he thought he was adopted from Russia. I'm sure a lot of parents probably tell the kids they're adopted malik bendoff that the california raisins actually sang and produced heard it through the grapevine if you wore the same t-shirt long enough the spot around your belly button would eventually be a hole i hadn't heard that one before belly this one takes it from the shirt tara Patton. if i fidgeted with my belly button it would come untied and my arms and legs would fall off ah, there's a myth about around the belly button i was not familiar with dutch laney i really thought quicksand would be a bigger issue you know, Dutch, I completely agree with you. The fact that I'm 40 and quicksand has not played a role in my adult life is kind of just Yeah, boring. I mean, I was in quicksand once in my life, and it wasn't that traumatic. It was just, like, hard to get your shoes back out of there. But, uh, like, I, I miss those uh, cartoons that you'd watch on Saturday morning where, you know, if the more you moved, the more you, you fell, you know, into the quicksand. And there'd always be, like, a mm-hmm. tree branch over top that they'd save you from. I just think of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, Matt Shackelford, my dad told me that when the ice cream truck is playing music, it's because it's out of ice cream. Yeah, now I can tell you, I've told my kids that when they were younger. Christina Hill put a grilled cheese in the VCR, believing it would show up on the TV. (laughs) Now, did you guys ever stick anything in the VCR as a kid that you got in trouble for? No. I definitely stuck a Matchbox car in there once. That was not pretty. Chris Clark, that my dad killed Rudolph on a hunting trip and Santa wasn't coming. What did you do? What the hell did you do to cause that reaction? What the backstory is. Krampus is coming for your ass. Matthew James Sabalka Sr. said he didn't realize that women pooped. They don't, do they? No. According to them, their shit doesn't stink. (laughs) Kelly Smith, last one. Uh, If you bury chewed bubble gum, a bubble gum tree will grow. Speaking of bubble gum, me and uh, Chad the Mark discussed this one earlier. If you swallow a piece of gum, how long does it take to digest? Seven years. Why is it seven? seven I don't know. Uh, It's funny the things that we tell our kids. What are our kids going to say? Can you think of anything you told your kids that are just a flat-out lie? I can't think off the top of my head. I got a ton of them, but I probably don't want to discuss them because my kids listen. Uh, I want to wrap up with one thing real quick before you say this. We had one thing. It was West Virginia-related. Uh, Becky Majors Asbury said, Mothman. I believed in the Mothman, and I was terrified of that thing, and I'm fairly sure that he is real. I, I would lump the Braxton County or uh, Flatwoods monster into that, too. I was convinced. And we used to camp in uh, Webster County, so we would drive through Braxton County. And I just always remember my old man being like, home of the Braxton County monster. And I'd immediately lock the back door of the car just because you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh you got anything else, Biggie? Uh, I had a thought. I lost that thought. I'll follow it with this thought. If I'm ever around Alec Baldwin, I stand behind him because no way in hell am I standing in front of him. You're damn right about that one, buddy. Don't stay in front of Alec Baldwin, especially if you're on a film set right now. Oh. My dad once told me that the kids that were on the side of the milk carton were the ones who wouldn't go to bed when the parents told them to. That's a good one. <laughs> That is a good one. Now they Get don't him, even Kevin. Get them, Kevin. Now they don't even put the pictures on the milk cartons anymore. What the hell's up with I that? That stopped after Lost Boys. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched that the other night. It was on TV. 
Uh, that that kind of set the bar for what vampires should look like in movies. Exactly. So thank you, Kiefer Sutherland, because you looked horrifying there. Uh, I think that wraps us up, man. It's been another edition of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Mr. Brown will be in Hotlanta. So you know, make, sh- make sure you're following him on social media, too, because you don't want to miss that interaction. But we'll be back same time next week. Y'all have a good weekend. We'll see you next time.